around Worldwide Wrestling of the World. Summit Slam was finally upon us, and it was fantastic. We got to see seven great matches with a shocking outcome to what might have been an otherwise boring headliner. More on that now. It was a long night of strenuous wrestling in Smoot, Wyoming this week. Just outside of Colorado, but still in the Rocky Mountains, this year's Summit Slam started off on an anticlimactic note. The first match, Rado vs. Joey Pepperoni, was over almost as soon as it began. Rado, finally realizing that this year's Summit Slam was not in Colorado, seemed to lose all hope and life and collapsed in the corner on his own volition. Joey Pepperoni is a lot of things, but a fool he is not. He took advantage of Rado's complete indifference and climbed up the ladders to reach the crown, ending the match in record time and conserving his energy for the next round. We'll keep you updated on Rado's condition. The second match of the night saw Kemp Kemp versus Berserker in a much more entertaining spot. Once again, things seemed to be all downhill for Berserker, who appeared to be tripping over his own feet quite often. As Berserker was attempting a ladder climb, one of his boots came off completely distracting him long enough for Kemp Kemp to throw him down and jump onto the ladder. His long frame quickly climbed up and secured the victory. Dr. Worm, have you noticed that that Berserker has really had some boot problems these past few weeks, or is that all in my head? It seems like he's always fussing with his boots. Yeah, um, ever since a couple weeks ago, it's just been... Every time we've seen him, he's always been either retying the laces or they're coming off, or I, I don't know what his problem is, but he's definitely having some some issues. Are they the same pair of boots? Did he buy new ones? Do we know what's going on with these? Why would I know the answer to that? I try not to talk to Berserker for my safety and everyone else's. Okay, let's move on to match three. Next, we got to see Head Baker Boy, Duff Baker, take on the newly appointed Dandy Brand. Dandy Brand was given this opportunity directly from assistant chair Nardelli himself, and as expected, he's an idiot. WWW management just doesn't understand what the fans want, and insists on giving us these arrogant douchebags who are completely unoriginal. Duff Baker, on the other hand, is fun to watch. Part pastry chef, part stoner, he can either whip you up with a whisk or bash you in with his bong. Getting high enough to climb the ladder mountain wasn't in his cards tonight, though, as the nimble dandy brand got his first win. Match four had Victor Young square off with Rick Bigley Jr. This was a match we were really looking forward to, as we were hoping for Bigley to really thrash Victor Young. While he definitely did some damage to Young, it turns out he's just too big to climb the ladders. This ultimately led to a disappointing Victor Young win. The first semi-final match of Summit Slam saw Joey Pepperoni take on Dandy Brand in what was actually pretty solid wrestling. Both wrestlers being relatively new to WWW proved to be refreshing. Joey Pepperoni got a big pop from the crowd and he pulled out all the stops during the event. In the end, it just wasn't enough to stop the hungry Dandy Brand from climbing the ladders and securing the win. The other semi-final matchup pitted Victor Young against big boy Kemp Kemp. While similar in size to Rick Bigley Jr., Kemp Kemp is much more athletic and forced Victor Young to wrestle intelligently. As much as we all dislike Victor Young, you have to give credit where credit is due. He does have some great technical skills, and in this matchup, he put them to good use. He came away with a win and moved on to the final. The final match of Summit Slam. 
Victor Young vs. Dandy Brand, the match that nobody wanted to see. At least the WWW management should be happy about this. It is, after all, their two picks, probably not surprisingly, making it to the finals. The wrestling wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it's hard to get behind a match when you don't care about either participant. As the match drew on, it became apparent that nobody really cared about the outcome or the wrestlers involved, something you don't want to see in your main event. It looked like Victor Young was pulling ahead and was close to climbing the ladders to an ultimate victory. But out of nowhere though, Lanch's music came blaring on and he came charging down the ramp like a freight train. Not only did he completely disrupt the match, he then began climbing the ladders himself. The only issue is the 618 pound wrestler who weighs far too much for this sort of thing ended up collapsing the entire ring. Out of the rubble of ropes, ring apron, and ladders, Lanch appeared to be holding on to the crown. It looks like he'd rather bring down the mountain than let anybody else ascend. This was certainly not the outcome that we were expecting, but maybe it was the outcome we deserved. We doubt that Worldwide Wrestling of the World Management will be pleased. This is Mike Moore, one half of American Cream, the best darn tag team this scene has ever seen. You're listening to the worldwide wrestling of the world. Got cream? Actual construction is finally underway for the new stadium, which still doesn't have an official name or even an official location given. We know that it is in rural New Mexico, but that's about it. Now, we don't claim to be geographers, but New Mexico seems to be a pretty damn big state, so we're hoping for more information soon. We understand Worldwide Wrestling of the World is contracting out to as many day laborers as humanly possible, along with basically anybody passing by, in hopes of getting this built quickly. In related news, WWW management isn't happy with the talent, especially after the stunt Lanch pulled at SummerSlam. Shortly after the pay-per-view, Vice Chair Nardelli issued a statement that moving forward, every wrestler that loses a match will be forced to work a week's construction on the new stadium. Let's just hope that the wrestlers can follow the insane IKEA construction sheets better than the rules set forth by WWW management. Today's episode is sponsored by the upcoming feature film, Oxygen Baker 10,000, the story of Damu, the Silver City superhero. Back here, ferocious villain! Coming to a theater near you this fall. Well, Scabbard, I have to say, for as far as Summit Slams go, this was one of the most interesting ones that we've seen. Yeah, I know that you would agree with me, but before we get too far into things, I really want to go back to the beginning of Summit Slam and talk about Rado. Uh, we were really nervous to see how he would react to this, and he came in and broke down. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, we saw a man who was putting his entire life's goal of getting back into Colorado, resting it on this pay-per-view. We saw a guy whose dreams collapsed right there in the ring, and it was a little sad to see. You know, I don't know, maybe Rado was so focused on just getting to peak physical form that he wanted to just kind of tune the rest of the world out. But it was a little sad to see, honestly. And um, all credit where credit's due goes right to Joey Pepperoni, man. He played it smart. That's what he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a new wrestler here, Dandy Brand, who also performed much better than at least I expected. So what were your thoughts on this 
this debut of Dandy Brand. It was an impressive debut. We had no idea what to expect. You know, um, he didn't really win me over so much as like, I'm not going to go out and buy a t-shirt and, and uh, be like, you got to see this guy. You know, I don't, he's not a draw for me. I'm not going to go to a live show just because Dandy Brand is there, but he certainly piqued my interest and it was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. I, I really thought that, that we were just going to see some, some other corporate, you know, pushing this wrestler. Here you go. This is what you guys should like. And, and we know what's best and here's Danny Brand and the fact that it was against Victor Young um in in one of the matches it just you know it was just it felt a little like oh that's that's my main problem I think with Danny Brand is he's obviously a talented wrestler but he's not really getting the direction he needs from management maybe he's he's given to us as who management thinks we want to see but that's not who we want to see we don't want to see another victor young we, we want to see someone new we want to see someone fresh as talented as dandy brand is and as the many wins as he pulled off i don't think we're getting that with him um well before we close up on summit slam we have to talk about the ending um this was unheard of nothing that i expected i don't think anyone expected this lance wasn't even invited to summit slam God damn it. I mean, the question, the first question I have is, does this make Lanch king of the thing? Yeah, I mean, he he brought the whole mountain down. So I guess he's king of the thing. I guess he's the guy now. I was not expecting it. We thought the hurricane match was, was a spectacle. This was wild. We saw this huge guy, you know, uh, what is he, 640, 650, something like that? Oh, he's massive. Bringing down the, the Summit Slam structure the the apex and having the whole thing just collapse but then to have the hand out of the rubble have him holding the you know the, the the crown part of me is like damn that's a cool sight that looks awesome but the other part of me is like man fuck lanch he did kind of ruin the event obviously and he ruined the tournament and the whole setup but at the same time this was a very unusual summit slam to begin with not being held in colorado was a big deal a very odd summit slam overall um and one that we will definitely not forget anytime soon so in your in your mind what happens next then so let's say lanch comes out on monday night ignite and he's got the crown on do you want nardelli to come down to the ring and issue a rematch or or to strip him of his his thing his king of the thing or what do you what in your mind what do you want to have happen i don't think lanch is gonna carry this crown around i think he could give two craps about the crown i think he just wants to ruin www he wants to be the only person on the mountain and if he's not the only person on the mountain he doesn't want anybody on the mountain i i don't see anything really happening i think management's too scared to actually do anything about this you heard from my news story there's gonna be this new losers have to work at the construction which is a great segue for us to talk about the stadium so i'm thinking it's gonna be something along those lines some some sort of slap on the wrist punishment from management but with that in mind I, I do want to move on and, and talk about the new stadium hold on one second oh we got, we got do, a live no, call we had no, a caller coming no in? i know no. no we don't have a caller coming in but uh before we talk about the stadium i did just get a message here from uh insider paul pancia uh despite lanch's actions at summit slam management is upset with him but curiously they also just extended his contract interesting yeah so i'm not sure what's happening there i mean obviously they're they're pretty pissed off about his actions at summit slam but i think they're seeing the media reaction around the world of of what's happened at summit slam and and how much of a spectacle it is and according to insider paul pancia just sent me a dm on twitter by the way follow us at uh, at legit www on twitter uh dm me saying that 
Lanch's contract has been extended. We'll see what happens. They have to interact with them in some way. They have to show some sort of justification of this. They can't just let him get away with this, I think. Something's going to happen. We'll we'll find out next week for sure, but something will happen with Lanch. All right, we'll, we'll stay tuned for, uh, for more updates on that. All right, let's talk about the stadium. Um, construction has finally begun, underway at the new stadium. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, they're going to have to go through page by page, Allen Wrench by Allen Wrench, and eventually it's going to get done. I think they way underplanned for this, but that seems to be the story of WWW. I mean, we'll see, you know, uh, do you have any insight as to how big the stadium, how, how many uh, people it'll hold? What's the uh, max capacity there for it at all? Do you know? I haven't heard anything official. I know it's supposed to be pretty large, but I haven't heard an official number yet. Do you know what the first event will be there at all? I've heard it's going to be a pay-per-view. It's supposed to be the next pay-per-view, whatever that comes out to be. There's nothing on the official calendar yet. Obviously, it's going to be a big one. I don't know why they have to construct their own stadium for it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Even if it's a big pay-per-view, you'd think there's plenty of stadiums out there that could host this. So we'll see. It must be something pretty special that needs to have a custom stadium. Okay. Well, because usually Summit Slam, even though it's the eighth most viewed pay-per-view, usually that's the big blowout. Usually that's the big one for the for the full year um, yeah. for WWW. So, so we don't WWW really have any other ones. Right. We don't really have any other pay-per-views that are as big as Summit Slam or as much um, you know, uh, pomp and circumstance that comes to these things as Summit Slam. I'm um, still curious as to why it's the eighth most viewed. I'm not sure about that, but um, you know, so may, I don't know, maybe it's a new pay-per-view. I don't know what's happening. Maybe they're going to revamp one of the older ones. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and uh, we should have more news next week. I think that's it. Dr. Worm, why don't you send us home this week? That was the week of the WWW podcast. You got to hear exclusive news about Summit Slam. Next week, we'll be back talking about the weekly Monday Night Ignite. Until then, that was Scabbard. My name is Dr. Worm. Good night and good luck. I think that's someone else's catchphrase. Is that the catchphrase? Um, what catchphrase? Good night and good luck. Is that the catchphrase? I didn't say a catchphrase. I just said good night. And that's the catchphrase. Okay, that's the catchphrase. Goodbye. Okay,